listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Blair. It is 8.04am and it's come time for our next quiz question, please, Blair. Absolutely. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth blank, blank. Mm. That's a Bible verse that's been quoted and the you've got to fill in the blanks. So how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth blank, blank. If you think you know the answer, you can text it into zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Perhaps one of it a little bit more difficult, um, but uh, yes, it is a Bible verse. So text it through to us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you can get in the draw to win our fantastic prizes this week. Absolutely. Okay, and keep those texts coming in. We have got lots of texts coming through today. Lots of people playing with the quizzes, which is fantastic here. Hey, we've also got some texts come, that have come through. Blair, would you like to read the one from, uh, oh, you've got to scroll down a little bit, down to Tracy, and then we'll move our way up because lots of people talking about mushrooms this morning <laughs> yes. with, with our story. Okay, yeah, take it away with we've Tracy. We've had quite a few coming through. <laughs> Tracy says, I love mushrooms. Oh, that's so, so good. You're my friend, Tracy. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a fan out there. <laughs> Another fan, that's uh, it. And Braden's one there. I'm surprised, Braden says, there has not been a text from Mon condemning this new chapter in the Faith FM <laughs> Breakfast Show. Oh, that's fantastic. But mushrooms are great, says uh, Braden. So another fan there for mushrooms. So Mon, for those who may not know or have just joined onto Faith FM, Mon is short for Monica. Monica used to be the co-host together with Lawson at times and at times with Lyle. Um, and she, of course, you know, does not like mushrooms. So like Shell said, you know, there was this whole religion of no mushrooms, like, you know, Lawson, Lyle, Mon. That's why there's been a change of hosts, I Lawson think. Lawson likes them. If they get, oh, Lawson likes them. Yeah. Oh, there we if go. they get the sick, if they move on to new and better fields, apparently we take over and we share the, mus- <laughs> the truth of the mushrooms. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Suzanne also then says mushrooms are delicious, cooked in a little oil and salt. I agree. Yum, yum. And the only wild mushrooms I eat are saffron milk caps, pine forest mushrooms. They are, yes, agree, beautiful, because they are easy to identify. Lots of laughs. I agree. You know, when my mum used to take us mushroom picking, I'd say, oh, look, mum, that's a beautiful mushroom. She's like, don't touch it. Don't it's poisonous. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's poisonous. Well, and you know, you've really got to watch out for those. <laughs> you like you, you, you saw that story down in Melbourne yes. of the, the lady who the, accidentally poisoned her family. or Her fr- the, friends and family. Yeah. Yeah, I know they were in hospital. I don't remember what the outcome was fully beyond that. Um, did some actually pass away? I can't remember. Yes, yes that's right. they did. They, and they, they investigated did. her. That's right. There were two or three that passed away, weren't they? But yeah. They investig- and, and, yeah, I don't know where that's progressed further from that, hey, of what she was investigating the outcome with what um, – did they think that it was done purposely or not? But it seems like it was just like unknowingly or knowingly, knowingly. There we go. What varieties did you find with your family, Danuta? Well – Pieczarki. Okay. Wow. Did you catch that? Pieczarki. That's in Polish. So they're the ones that you kind of get in the shops these days. You know, the white ones. What are they called? See, I know them in Polish. And the other ones that button? I didn't, the button mushrooms. Yes, like those. The other ones, and this is again in Polish, is, um, oh, now it's escaped me. Ridze. Ridze. 
Can you can you roll your tongue like that? Rizza. Rizza. That's it. Rizza. So I wasn't brought up on those so much. I you know I discovered the, we discovered those in the in the forests out you know just out of Adelaide more when I was a bit older and so I hadn't grown up on them. But they are very common ones. They're kind of like a red kind of color. Uh, but they were common also in Poland. And so, yeah, again, you know, you know, our family, my cousins, aunties and uncles would pick them and they would actually basically dry them as well and just put them. So they're the kinds that we were kind of finding as well. What are some of the other texts that we've got? Some, 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 some here. Janelle also says, I love mushrooms too. Okay. It's a huge mushroom day. It's I a pile love on. it. <laughs> I love it. Our Faith FM fans are actually on board with us. We are all united as one. But, you know, if you don't like them, you can text that through too. We won't We won't beat yeah, you up. No, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Hey, just um, before we go into our Bible study time, just really, really quickly for about a minute or two, just want to say how much, you know, Lynette, Lynette Moodley actually did some great stuff there on emotional health and I love what she actually said. We were both talking about this, weren't we, off air a bit, about how anxiety and depression are the key things that are typically mentioned. But it's the underlying things before that that are stepping stones to that can lead to that. The things of, you know, uh, rejection and disappointment and that if they're not looked on, of course, uh, you know, addressed and we don't reflect on that and don't seek help um, and look at ways of actually um, understanding what is actually happening she called that emotional awareness uh, that basically that's when it can build up to more so we need to be looking at those in those areas earlier on but also when we find other people actually having different reactions let's not judge them let's actually go hey there's something happening here or this is how um, you know how how they are dealing with this situation and sometimes like even people say you know I know in my case sometimes with tears it hasn't been a, a tears because of sadness it's actually been tears of joy and reaction especially when God has just really impressed me about something and I just feel like he's really moved on my heart and I just go oh wow like God this is just incredible so you know those tears can be a combination of reasons and the purpose of looking at emotions she said she mentioned six things understanding ourselves so self-awareness secondly adapt to our environment thirdly communicate is, is to help us bring together and communicate effectively for it's fourthly it cements bonds with people i like that one fifthly it it's about memory and learning the techniques and uh, to give continuity and number six it's about our own development don't mm. you love those there were some great points that came out there i was yeah a whole bunch of one-liners and uh wise little sayings yeah i i enjoyed it it was a great interview absolutely in every way hey all right let's move into our bible study time and of course we are looking at god's mission our mission yesterday we actually looked at moving beyond our comfort zone we actually looked at the tower of babel which is really fascinating interesting in genesis chapter 11 and we spoke about the fact that that um you know after that Noah's flood after the flood God said gave an everlasting covenant he actually said my covenant with you never again we shall all be cut off you know from the water of the flood never again will be their flood to destroy the earth and in other words there'll be no destruction through a, a, a um, earth-wide flood now we call that the Noahic uh, covenant mm. okay and and then of course though over the generations, what happened is that people started going more into, you know, away from God and away from the true religion. 
And they started in verse 4 of chapter 11 saying, Come, let us build for ourselves a city. Let us make a name for ourselves. But God then came down and confused their languages, and I love it because it was to scatter them (laughs) right across the earth, wasn't it, to go with Genesis. So now we're going to look into a blessing in the whole world. And can you read for us, please, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3? Absolutely. God's Word says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Wow. Beautiful passage, and I know we we talked about it briefly about two weeks ago, and now we're going into a whole lot more detail. Absolutely. Okay, whole lot more detail. What do you love about those verses there that we have just read? What really jumps out at you? And we're going to keep on unpacking it today. Yeah, look, there's so many things here. I I love that um, God promises Abram uh, that he will make a great nation of him, that as he goes out, he he basically sends Abram as a missionary. Yes, he does. This is the whole theme of our lessons, right? God's mission, our mission. And it really fits in with the theme we've been looking at yesterday as well with the idea of getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Abram was very comfortable in his Very home. comfortable. <laughs> he was, well, you know, he had a good to do. He was, you know, he, he would have happily stayed there. Uh, but God says, get thee up out of thy country and from thy kindred, the people you know. Yes. Right? And from your father's house and go unto a land that I will show you. He sends him out as a missionary out of his comfort zone into the growth zone. I like to say just outside the comfort zone is the growth zone. No, uh, I like that. Where you, where you are, are stretched, you're challenged, and God sends him into the growth zone to be a missionary for him in a foreign land. And uh, the rest of the story unfolds and shows us uh, exactly how that plays out. And yeah, it's it's quite. But I just love that challenge that he he sends him out as a missionary into the fields. I love that too. What you've said, and like just going literally completely out of his comfort zone in every kind of way. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Connect with us on zero four nine one zero six four double six nine. So we're continuing our Bible study time. We've just looked at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. We've just read that. And we're actually looking today about becoming a blessing to the whole world. And what, Blair, you were saying just before, um, just our ad there, of course, that God called Abram out of his comfort zone and into a mission field where he could grow. Okay. And so that place that he was called out of was Ur. Mm. Ur. Now, Ur was a bustling city. It's it's what's ancient Mesopotamia today, and it was a really bustling city. It's where they all came to do their trading. Um, you know, there were narrow streets with cattle and carts and things like that. But it was also a city where the skyline was dominated by a massive a ziggurat, a pyramid-like temple honoring the moon god Sin. So, of course, the thing is, there was a lot of heathenism there. Uh, yes. yep. Okay, everything you know that was not of God. And yet God had one faithful person there. Now, to link this, why and where does Abram come in? Because we're going to link this with the Tower of Babel. If we actually go back to chapter 11, you know, the verses 1 to 9 talk about the Tower of Babel where, where God then scatters, scatters, of course, all of 
um, you know, all, all of humanity that's there. He confuses their languages and then they move out to the earth, which is originally from Genesis where God said, you know, go, um, go and don't, you know, populate the earth, populate yeah. the earth, multiply and multiply, yeah. you know, populate the earth, whereas they just wanted to be all together in one place. But then straight after that, we see Shem's descendants following. Now, the genealogy of Shem is really important because Shem was one of the sons of Noah. Now, it's through the lineage of Shem that then Abram actually comes because if we look at the end of chapter 11 in verse 26, it says then, Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram. So Terah is the father of Abram. Abram is, is the one that is then called out by God from now we know then through Shem and then through, as in if we, you know, continue reading through lots of passages in the Bible, but particularly, and we're going to go there shortly, but in the book of Matthew, it's actually got the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. And right there, Abram is actually mentioned. That's why he's also called the forefather, isn't it? The forefather. But this is a key turning point. And God has one faithful witness there. How does, how does Abram know about the one true God? Well, the Bible doesn't fully tell us, but what we do know is that back then, of course, they lived for generations, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years. But I think even of how with the Aboriginal folk, you know, the stories are passed down through generations, and that's how we're assuming that it was passed down to Abram too, but he was faithful. That's right, and it really highlights the importance of uh, you know, investing into the future generations, and yes. which is which is what we see here. They're just they're discipling their children and passing on the true gospel, the, the message that God had given them to each generation to then be tail bearers and and to take that message and share it with the world and and the future generation. Absolutely. And so then God calls him out, doesn't he? Like you say, to this growth space, mm. because we know that when we or have you, you've probably found the same as I have in my life. Have you found that when you, particularly when you shift house, particularly when you shift house and different state or different country and you're surrounded by people particularly that are not your immediate family, what have you found in your life? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, it, there's an immediate sense of isolation, um, of, um, you know, difference. And, I mean, at the moment, I mean, I, I haven't, we haven't, where I'm living now in, in the wonderful city of Kurumbong. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a wonderful place. Uh, but we formerly lived up in the Northern Rivers region and my wife's family were all around there. And moving wow. down this way was, was quite a hard move, as, right. as all moves are, um, to just be in a different area, even though it's, you know, drivable and all of this sort of thing. But, but the point is, there's, uh, when you go into a new area, there is that initial sense of disconnection um, from the kin- relationships that you've built and then a, a, a sense of starting fresh mm. and new, which has positives and challenges. Absolutely, it does, doesn't it? And have you found with that then, particularly when the challenges come, have you found that it has brought you closer to God, like your anchor even more has Absolutely. become Jesus Christ? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and and, and this can only happen, uh, you know, and the, the, these experiences that cause us to lean into God uh, are a blessing that God can use to strengthen us. And, and we see that what God does with Abram. He mm. does that exact same thing. Doesn't he in every way? And I love here how it brings out you know, it's land, blessing, and descendants, the, the three key things. And then, of course, through which descendant was, you know, because, you know, Abram, 
who then later gets called Abraham. Yeah, gets uh, the big name change. Gets the big name <laughs> change, doesn't he? And so does Sarai becomes Sarah. But then in, in chapter 15, we see God's covenant, you know, mentioned it's a continuation of that covenant where then God actually, you know, says, says to him, you know, where Abraham believed God, you know, that he, he would have many descendants and it was counted to, for him as righteousness. And then we see God moving through between, you know, between the, the heifer and all the animals that had to be cut in half, which was an ancient ritual, um, an ancient ritual that God performed saying, Hey, if you know, if I don't keep this covenant with you, then may I be split in two as well. And then that covenant is then continued in chapter 17. And I'm just wondering if you can then read for us Genesis chapter 17, verse 19. Absolutely. God's word says, And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Wow, there we go. Interesting here. So who's the son that it continues through with? Isaac. Isaac. Isaac is the promised son, of course. And um and it's and it says there it's really interesting that it actually again God says, I'll establish my everlasting covenant with yeah. you. Yep. So what we know there with that is that this promise isn't something just for now for that moment for Abram or who becomes Abraham, but a continual thing. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's the covenant for each and every one of us as followers of God that we can come into. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Yes, we can come in. When we accept Jesus Christ, who, of course, then was the, the lineage through which, you know, from Isaac was one of the forefathers to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the promised one, who would not fail where we have failed, where Adam failed, Christ did not fail. Of course, when we become believers and accept Jesus Christ into our lives, we become part of that everlasting covenant, don't and, we? And, and Isaac, really, and of course, the the object lesson that Isaac, that ultimately God calls Abraham to act out with Isaac, points directly forward to that, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so Abraham's actually called then to sacrifice his son, and the Bible says his only son, even though he's not the only son, but the only one through which the covenant would everlasting, the promise, yeah, correct, the promise would come, the everlasting covenant would be fulfilled. And so here, what we actually find it's that then Abraham is called to sacrifice him, but he he does it believing that God will somehow resurrect, you know, Isaac. But of course, what we know is that really God provides a ram. A substitute. A yeah. substitute. And so here that all points to the crucifixion, Christ on the cross, doesn't mm-hmm. it? The real the real lamb that would be sacrificed one day. Okay, can we also go to Numbers 24, 17? Because some of these verses we're going to just pull out in different ways because, again, what we've said when we started this series and we keep on saying is that the whole mission story is actually right Throughout the Bible, it starts right back from Genesis three fifteen, where of course, um, while you're looking for that verse, we'll actually mention that one again. Three fifteen exactly says this, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he will bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And of course, that all points to the crushing of the head, where Jesus mm. defeated the you know d- defeated Satan, and of course the bruising of the heel, where Jesus dies on the cross, and of That's course right. the scar- nail scarred hands on his on his on his hands. Okay, Numbers twenty four verse seven. 
seventeen, please. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. And there shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and shall destroy all the children of Seth. Mm. Sheth. Yeah, so interesting that we actually have this coming again through God's word. It actually speaks about, I will see him, but not now. I'll behold him, but not near. This is actually Balaam's fourth prophecy. This is what we're, you know, it's, it's, it's titled under, but it actually talk, it points to, of course, a star will come out of Jacob. Who's that star that we refer to? Yeah. Of course, is Jesus Christ Correct. himself, because Jacob was then one of Isaac's son. Again, that whole lineage that we're talking about. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Danuta and Blair, of course, Lawson is not well today. We're hoping he'll be well tomorrow or at least later in the week. But we are so grateful and so happy you're here with us, Blair. And we hope you are really enjoying your time because we certainly are enjoying having you here. We love it. We love it. Yeah. And how good was that song? I love that song, Canaan Bound. Yeah, straight away when we started playing it, you're like, oh, I love <laughs> that song. So, yeah, yeah. So we all have our favourite love songs, songs that we love here, don't we? Hey, Blair, can you take... Take us away for our last quiz question, please, before we continue our Bible study time. Absolutely. The question is this. What did Jesus tell his disciples they were the salt of? Mm-hmm. What did he tell his disciples that they were the salt of? If you think you know the answer, text it through to us on 0491-064-669 and get your name in the running to win our prize. That number again, 491 0491- Zero six four six six nine. That's it. And of course, you go in the prize for the book Convicted and in uh, Trip into the Supernatural by Rod- Roger Morneau. Two absolutely fantastic books that really bring out uh, the power of God, the power of God's transformation. Um, and in Roger Morneau's, of course, his story of how he came out of the cult stuff and how he went into the light from darkness to light. That's what we call it. And that's what the Bible refers to too as well. Hey, coming back also to that last quiz question, you know, about the salt. Of course, that refers very much to what we're talking about, you know, being the salt of the blank. Absolutely. (laughs) I almost said it. Shell's having a heart attack here. Like, we know. Hey, I have said an answer one time and Lawson's go, I never do it. Like a few days later, remember he did. And then uh, a few Pride da- comes before a fall, yeah, they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also Mon did it a few weeks before that when I was sick and she was filling in. So yeah, every now and then some, but yes, you don't need to have a heart attack here. You can just keep on sitting right in your chair there, sure. That's right. You know, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. That's really. Um, I love that. theme, isn't it? That yeah. is. That's great. And, mm. and you use something that's along those lines without actually using that one and giving the answer. That was be- beautifully done there, Blair. I like that. Hey, coming back to our Bible study on blessing to becoming a blessing to the world. Of course, we're going to go to some more Bible verses, but I just want to just touch on also before you go to yours, uh, Blair, in Hebrews, of course, the faith whole chapter. I'm not going to read all of it, but from verses 8 onwards to about 22, it covers a lot about by faith, Abraham, by faith. So again, you know, here's the thing that God called Abram out of, out of Ur, Ur of the Chaldeans. And actually what he did is he did it by faith. And that is really important for us, isn't it? Because when we, when, when God calls us and our response to him needs to be in faith. 
So I've shared even my story. I even shared it last week in a worship of how when I got the call here to come onto Faith FM, I really put that to God. I said, God, do you want me to do this role? And if you want me to do this role, how will you show me that you wanted to? And the Bible passages that they gave me were incredible. So what are the Bible verses you've got there? I think you've got Isaiah, haven't you? Yes. And also Daniel chapter 9. That's right. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. We read, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yes, love that. And that, is, of course, is a prophecy. Isaiah is a prophetic book, and it is pointing all to um, Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ. That passage is actually often used at Christmas time for Christmas programs. Isn't that's right, it? and often sung. It is. <laughs> that's right, and there is a great song with that one. The other one we're oh, going... I almost burst out into song. And, oh, and, and, uh... <laughs> look out. Well, we have had some singing on Just here. Just some live we? music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, we're also going to Daniel. Daniel chapter 9, again, another prophetic book. And this chapter particularly, there is a small segment there that is what's called under the 70-week prophecy, okay? And here we've actually got verse particularly 24 to 27. Can you actually read that in chapter 9 of Daniel? Absolutely. The Bible says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and anoint the most holy. Uh, know therefore and understand that from the going of forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem unto Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, the, the wall even in troublesome times. And after threescore and two weeks, the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the Prince shall come... Uh, shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be of a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And this last verse it says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause, he shall cause sacrifice mm. and oblation to cease. An amazing prophecy here. Uh, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even unto the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Yeah, wow. That's, you know, for some people that were going like, what, what, what? But, you know, this prophecy was foretold 70 weeks, of course. We know when it comes to prophecy, one day in the, in, equals a thousand years. A day okay. equals a year. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. A day equals a year. Sorry, um, I just went there too far. Well, you but, went to Peter where it says that, that's to, right. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> to did. To God, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, with that one. And so here, the seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. What is that prophecy talking about here, Blair? It's an amazing prophecy that actually exactly identified the year that Jesus would be baptized. Yes. The year that he would be crucified. And the year that the gospel would go to the Gentile world. It's Absolutely. an amazing prophecy. It is amazing prophecy. And we don't have the time to unpack all of that. But that bit where he actually says the cutting of the Messiah will be cut off, not for himself. Um, and he'll con confirm the covenant mid for one week, of course, is the one week we think of seven days, you know, and th three and a half years. So that's that three and a half years that he was, he was on, on this earth and then was cut off, which is the, the, the dying on the cross, of course. And then, of course, that prophecy then ends in, you know, in, at yeah. the end of that week, which is the stoning of Stephen. And like you said, yeah. then the message goes to the Gentiles. So right here, clearly, it's actually giving that whole prophecy point 
pointing to Jesus very, very specifically with when and how he would come, when and how he would be baptized, when when and how he would die. That's right. And it's linking Jesus as the one who confirms the covenant. Yes. That that everlasting covenant that we've been talking about. That everlasting covenant that we've been talking about that that is really crucial, that he is the one that is uh, the the center of all of that. Hey, our last passage, let's go to Matthew chapter 121 because then it seals off, of course, um, how Jesus does come and how he is named and what the meaning to his name is. Again, we say don't take what we say to you here Always go to God's word, which is why we're reading. Can you read verse 21, please? Absolutely. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Yes. So there it is right there. The meaning of Jesus is that he will save his people from their sins. And also then in verse 23, it was also translated God, Emmanuel, his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. What a beautiful concept. Isn't it a beautiful concept? Mm. Like, um, just like, why would you want to say no to Jesus? He's not detached and separate from our feelings, our emotions, our needs. Yes. Uh, he's walks with us. He's in our midst and he is our example and our savior. Absolutely. And that's why we want to challenge you today. Give Jesus a go. Give Jesus a go. Don't keep turning your back on him. If, if God is calling you and tugging you on the heart, don't. Don't keep saying no. Just respond to There's Jesus. There's never a better time to respond to the call of Jesus than today. That's right. Don't put it off till tomorrow in any kind of way. Jesus is calling you. Respond to him. Pick up the word. And if you don't have a Bible at home, check it out even in your phone. Just Google a Bible or download an app and start reading and then get a, a Bible if you can and start reading it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different. Uh, we, we're coming towards the end of our show, but we still want to give, of course, the answers to our quiz questions because we've had lots of people playing today. So take it away, please, Blair. Right. So in the book of Ephesians, it says that husbands should love their wives just as Christ loved the church. That's it. We asked the question, um, what was it that that uh, it said husbands should love their wives as? Um, and the answer is the church. Yeah, love it. Yeah, a beautiful pattern to follow. Isn't it? It is. There's so many lessons we can learn about marriage uh, and about the church through this parallel between the husband and the wife and and the bride uh, of the church, the bride of Christ. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, we know that Jesus loves us unconditionally. Absolutely. Unconditionally. And there's so many things um, regarding love that, that apply to us in marriage. Next one. We asked the question, what Bible strongman lost his power when his long hair was cut off? And, of course, the answer is Samson. Samson. That's, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> great, he, great story. I always read that story and I think, how could you keep falling for that trick, Samson? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but he, um, he, he went yeah, for it. So. He did. He was asleep when it all happened. Yes, the lure of um, Delilah was too much. And so uh, the the next question we asked, we said, what human bone completes the meaning of the name Golgotha? The place of the... Skull. Skull. That's That's right. The place of the skull. That's right. And uh, quite a few came texts came through getting that one right. So well done. No one fell for the humerus or the lumbar vertebrae. that's it. Uh, (laughs) And when you actually go to Israel, the place that they believe that Jesus was crucified, yeah, if you actually look really closely, it does look like a skull, you know, the eyes, the mouth and everything. Yeah. 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 
So the next question we, we, uh, we asked, how beautiful upon the feet are the feet of him that bringeth blank blank? And um, uh, to, to the, the correct answer of this one is, uh, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth field mushrooms? <laughs> Yeah, we think so. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> no, is that right? that's not what the Bible says, but we're talking field oh, mushrooms today. <laughs> I feel bad actually misquoting scripture. No, we should never do that. No, um, no. But the, the, correct, uh, the correct word is, of course, found in Isaiah 52 verse 7. Don't worry, we will not change the words no, of scripture. No, we won't. We don't. Um, it says, how beautiful upon the, word, uh, upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings good, good news that's right that take the gospel and of course that's quoted in in romans uh mm-hmm. and as well in romans chapter 12 speaking about the uh, 10 taking the gospel uh to the world absolutely so, beautiful beautiful news absolutely love and it. and right on theme with our bible study this it quarter. is yeah 100%. as we've been going through god's mission our mission absolutely uh, that last question now was what did jesus tell his disciples they were the salt of and Danuta, you almost gave it away no, so you should give the answer <laughs> salt of the earth correct correct <laughs> that's right um from that salt, famous salt, same, course, sermon on the mountain the that, beautiful sermon that's it i love that that sermon so much and of course you know salt when we put it into food it just mingles into everything suddenly there's this flavored and that's what it's about you know go out there into the world being that growing space space as you said you know and take the message to the world and uh you know flavor the world with jesus is kind of how i'd almost say it um and uh yeah bring people to jesus hey we also just have had some more texts and this one because of course earlier was it brayden that actually said i think it was brayden that says he's surprised that mon hasn't reacted to mushrooms well brayden you'll be pleased to know that she has <sighs> and here we go this is what mon has written all mushrooms are poison and are indigestible by by the human body. Some just less poisonous and won't kill you. Some humans have foolishly decided to eat them habitually. Yes, I eat them habitually, but I don't think foolishly. <laughs> you might as well lick the mold out the bottom of your garbage bin. Whoops, okay. Or the fungus from between your toes. I condemn all mushroom activities. Sign the Mon. G- oh, that <laughs> Sign is fantastic. Mon, what do you think of that, that one, Bleb? That Bang. is that is a work of poetry right there. <laughs> that, that should be framed. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't agree with all of that though, because I love mushrooms, and a lot of our other listeners do too. But oh, here's another one: mushroom heretics. Mushrooms are cancelled. Okay, never mind. That one's again. I've not recognised the number. That one's from Mon again. Again, it's not somebody else. It's from you, Mon. Hi, Mon. We're saying hi to you. Glad that you're listening to us. Glad that you're interacting with us. But, hey, we're on different sides of the fence on this one, unfortunately. We'll just make sure that when you're around us again, we don't give you any mushrooms. We'll make sure of that. We might give you olives if you like olives. (laughs) You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Blair. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly once again. But we want you to stay online and keep on listening uh, today we're going to have Aussie Pastor at 3.30 followed by Drive Time. So, yeah, just keep on listening. And, hey, we'll have a Bible promise for you too from Matthew 11. says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's the promise for today. Keep on listening. Keep on having, having a great day. Keep on listening to the Faith FM shows throughout today. And remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be
For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.